Dope out your veins. Okay. And hope in your brain. <laughs> okay. You will never get anywhere smoking the pipe. Never. You want to get your lesson that won't be smart in school? Get away from the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get a close to God. Find yourself a church home. That was a commercial of Up From The World from Brother James Salton, the Prayer House of Deliverance Ministries in Memphis. It came on in the 90s. In the 90s okay. And I ran across it. And um, welcome to the GSL Podcast. That's Instead how we're John Rogers today, I am Brother James Salton. Okay. <laughs> I am Jeju Sheard. <laughs> oh, mighty God. And welcome to another edition of the of the Jigsaw, wait a minute, of the Jigsaw podcast. This is the I'm, podcast I'm where we I'm talk about, like, mm-hmm, that speaks so much about who you are. Um, this is the po- This is the podcast where we talk about how to navigate life the best, and specifically we talk about all the things. We talk about all all the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pump and circumstance of being black men in the world. Brian, how are you? <laughs> Got that dope out your vein? It's, it's out. The dope and is out. in your brain. Hope is in my brain. Look you at God. Will never get anywhere smoking the pipe. Never. Get your lesson. I won't be smart in school. Get away from the drugs. Get out of the in crowd. Get, get a close to God. Get a close to God. <laughs> Find why, yourself a church home. <laughs> but why you get out of the in crowd? Why can't you be in the in crowd? You got to get out of the could, world. Could we procure your people? A chosen generation. Okay. <laughs> what does sanctification mean? To be what? Set apart. That's <laughs> you got to get out the end crowd. Get out the end crowd. Ooh, uh, oh, that's funny. Did you? Did you? What, what? What put that in your spirit? So I was. Um, I follow uh, um, the unapologetically uh, Memphis page mm-hmm. on IG, and mm-hmm. they posted it, and you know, and they was like. You from Memphis, you got to remember. And I've been re-watching the YouTube video and reliving that commercial ever since. And it's just stuck in my spirit. <laughs> I need to see that. I, need to I see will that. send it to you. Please do. I will send you the link. It's so great. It's so great. <laughs> That's it's holiness. Like, get out of the in crowd. <laughs> get dope out your... That's how you started the commercial out. Get dope out your vein. Get dope out your vein. And hope in your brain. <laughs> you will never go anywhere smoking the pipe. Never. 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 <laughs> like, get your lesson. I won't be smart in school. Get away from the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get a close to God. It's, it's just the thing. Get a close to God. Get a close to, to God. <laughs> close to God. Oh, close. What, what else going on with you, bro? How's life? Man, it's great day to be black, as always. Um, life has been good. It's been rough as far in terms of like a lot of business, uh, in terms of work, um, which means there's been a lot of wine consumption. I'm not okay. gonna lie. All right. You know, even tonight we are. Jesus, you know, I'm Jesus in the process. Water into it. I'm trying to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like him. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's your thing. But how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm just here in the land of the living. Um, you know, as black as I can be. Glad to be with you again, my brother in blackness. And um, you know, as I said before, and I say always. <laughs> Woke up white, I cry. <laughs> so, 
So just, you know, excited to be here as black as I can be. Ooh, child. Black as I can be. Um, it. I think this is a, a, a special day for you. Is it? Mm-hmm. Isn't this like the, haven't you finished like the waiting period? It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I am <laughs> two weeks vaccinated. So I'm, I, I passed the two week time frame. So now it's oh, it's God. time to be out there. And we said it. We said this weekend we're supposed to go out for drinks in some capacity. So we're going to do that. So we need to figure out what we're going to do. Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How you feel? Don't get me started with Ali. Come on. <laughs> yes. Oh, Rest yeah. in peace. That was my Rest first crush. It was you mine too. Me, you could tell me I'm gonna marry Ali. You brother, could tell me that, <laughs> brother. Like. Whew. Never been on Ali before, and never been on Ali after. Like she Listen. was the standard. I'm, and I remember I never get it. My mama said, You like that old flat chested girl? I said, I, <laughs> I said, I do. I do. <laughs> she ain't had nobody. Just, just Listen, fine. Ain't nothing like a black mama or black auntie you know, throwing shade at somebody trying to talk to their son. <laughs> and that was a celebrity. They didn't want me to know who I was. <laughs> right. You like that flat chested girl? She like that flat chested girl. I did. Love me some Ali. Her non single self. <laughs> oh. Man, I love Smalia. Uh, but she's That's amazing. Rock the boat. All right. Okay. You got a song of the week? <laughs> I do have a song of the week. <laughs> We've been singing like all. Singing welcome, all... To, welcome to the Jigsaw the Musical. <laughs> Ooh, child, what an episode. We've been doing this for too long. We've been doing this for too long. Because we just, okay. Let me, let me, okay, so I do have a song of the week. And I'm not going to sing right. it, but oh, I'm going to play it for you the people. go. Okay. And it's in theme with our guest that's going to be here today in the living okay. room. Yeah, we got a great guest in the living room. We have a great guest in the living room. It's in theme with our 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 um our episode. So here okay. it goes. I'm here for it. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Let me make Let's sure go. I the volume all nice. Mm-hmm. You know what that means. Sit down. 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 You know what's so you know what's most impressive about that? What? <laughs> that Webby could spell independent. <laughs> that that is what takes me back the most. I just don't expect Webby to be able to spell that well. <laughs> you know, some of those I N D E, you know, I can see him get a little confused on some of those letters. Oh yeah. But shout out to him and his scripts, because I'm sure he had that thing plastered in front of him in the studio. Oh, it was. <laughs> He was reading I and he was he was he was not. He might have said he might have said I click mm-hmm. <laughs> in click, <laughs> and they put it together. Webby was not spelling independent independently. Okay, he was he was just not doing not doing it. All righty, what a god! <gasps> um, what a mighty god we serve! What a mighty god we serve! 
Angels. Angels bow before him. Heaven. Heaven and earth adore him. What, what a, a mighty God we serve. Speaking of a mighty God, let's go talk about the blessed report and talk about the black people that the mighty God has raised up to do excellent things in the earth. Are you ready for the blessed report? I'm ready. It's going over. Let's go on over. Hallelujah. In the midst of all right um what a transition um <laughs> he raised us up he raised us up to bless the with the salt of the earth Lawrence. Lawrence, <laughs> the season salt. call me lemon pepper <laughs> garlic 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 salt not powder are we paprika are we, uh-uh, uh-uh, ain't no flavor in that <laughs> Ain't no flavor. Ain't no flavor. That's over tanned white people, paprika. I, I am salt. <laughs> we that Creole seasoning. We that Creole seasoning. I am <laughs> sodium filled. <laughs> high blood pressure. Yeah, you get high blood pressure licking on me. I'm the salt of the earth. Glory to God. <laughs> All right. Bless Ooh, the report. Let me Let's myself. <laughs> Let's talk oh, about God. The, the niggas and the nigglets of the world. <laughs> what they doing. <laughs> <laughs> what has the show become? What has the show become? Bring it in, Brian. Bring it in, Brian. Come on. <laughs> All right. Bless up. Bless up. Bless right. up. Woosah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bless up. Rando Woodfin. Okay. Who? <laughs> Rando Woodfin. Okay. That right? Yeah. <laughs> you you said it. You sounded like my uncle, my great great uncle. You, you put him out like you said, Ronda Wolf. I didn't know. I didn't know who it was. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, the, the wine. The wine is catching up. Go ahead. Okay, Randall Woodfin. Okay, he is the. I'm gonna give you a quick background, a rundown on who he is. Randall Woodfin is a lawyer and a politician. Mm-hmm. All right, he is your brother because he graduated from the Morehouse College. <laughs> you throwing up the house. <laughs> Where he served as a student government association president. Okay. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, he earned his JD from Samford University Law School. After that, or during that time frame, he served as the president of Birmingham City School Board, 2013 to 2015. After that, he served as the assistant city attorney for the city of Birmingham. 2000, during all that time, he was actually still, as he was the um, school board member. He was also serving as the assistant attorney uh, in for Birmingham from 2009-2017. Um, in 2017, he actually ran for mayor of Birmingham, and he won, which made him the youngest mayor in Birmingham in over 120 years. So I want to run all this down because he's currently the mayor of Birmingham. But I wanted to give you some context to show that he is already a bless-up report person. However, he's continued to do great things. So... On 420, which was last week, when you know a weed holiday where the folks, um, you know, lit up, right? And if you and want Mary Jane, and Mary Jane, right? And those are our faithful listeners loved uh, Joshua's rendition of Mary Jane. Okay, so yeah. on 420, he said, you know, we got to celebrate 420, and how do we celebrate? He announced a blanket pardon for anyone with a closed marijuana conviction in Birmingham Municipal Courts between 1990. And 2020. So he pretty much opened up all these cases that was closed for marijuana and he pardoned them. 
which is great because at that point it gives people a great opportunity in life. And with this blanket pardon, what he did was it issued a conjunction with the city's pardons for progress initiative, which he sent more than 15,000 possession cases up in smoke. So all pun intended, he pretty much uh, pardoned 15,000 cases um, just with one sign of the pen, which is dope because his pardons for progress initiative, the way he said it worked initially uh, listen to an interview him. He basically said his pardons for progress initiative where he was trying to find out folks um, to apply for this pardon for progress um, for those folks that had weed or marijuana convictions. And he tried to find people and the people didn't come for it. So he said, you know what, I'm just going to pardon all these people. So excited about that. So bless up to Randall Woodfin, black man, HBCU grad, uh, doing great things out here, changing the world. And um, bless up to him. Bless up, brother. You got our support, and we love to see it. Um, the billboard. Let's go there. Let's go there. We have some things that we need okay. to talk about. Before we go to the billboard, mm-hmm. you know, another, the, the obituary section is here, and it is the it rest is. up. It's the rest up. And and I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm going to Patrick Mahone it back on to you. <laughs> I still don't know who that quarterback is for the Chiefs. Um, that's, that's, that's who Patrick Mahone is. I mean, the, the wide receiver. That's what I meant. Tyreek Hill. I'm going to tell you, because you know all the things. But you, I do. Sometimes I need a reminder. It's, it slipped your mind right now, but I know you know who the wide receivers are. You know mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. You know that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know them. Mm-hmm. You know you know the tight end is, is Travis Kelsey. You know Kelsey. what? Let, let, me, let me show you something that I do know. I am okay. going to Dak Prescott it to you, Amari Cooper. That's what I'm going to do. They're on the same team. That is it. That's it. You know <laughs> all I, am a, I am a Cowboys fan in real life. <laughs> So you know all the things. I'm gonna throw this thing back to you, and you give us our restaurant because we lost another legend. You are a fan of all the legends. <laughs> we lost another one. We lost another. This one was actually from California, so you know you can squash all get, that. Getting out of work in California. <laughs> What's a song I really like? Sweet on my belt, fly. Hey California, hey California, oh California. That's a really good song, though. Like, I, it is. without fail, if I go to California, I'm playing that. Like, that's a good song. Yeah. Um, get back on topic. Okay. Okay. Here we so, go. Gregory Edward Jacob, better known as Shock G, recently died on the 22nd of this month at age 57. For those that do not know, Shock G was a rapper, producer, and musician who was the leader of the hip hop group Digital Underground from the Bay Area in California. He was known for sampling funk music after, and also he was known for his alter ego, Humpty. For those that you know, you should know it. Do that chance, this your chance. Do, do, do the, the hump. hump. Oh, do it, baby. Do the Humpty Hump. Do the Humpty Hump. Oh, do it, baby. So, <laughs> in, the, in addition to that, he also introduced the world to Tupac Shakur. So, he did pass away recently. So, prayers up to friends and family of Shock G. The one who put the satin on your panties. If those that know Tupac's song, that's from that. Uh, the world lost another brother, so uh, bless up. And and Josh, you know what? We're going to proclaim it now. Okay, we're we're leaving out of April, and in May, going into May, going into May, and we're going to say, you know, God is going to do what? Stay the hand of death. <laughs> do it here. Do it now. He's going <laughs> to stay the hand of death. Protect our legends, God. Please do. Like only, ooh, like only you can. Only you can. Oh, hold back the hand of the death angel <laughs> right now in Jesus' name. Right. 
Amen. Amen. In Black Jesus's name, <laughs> make sure I'm talking to the right one. Right. The African, bring us the African angels, because <laughs> Tucker Carlson out here walking this earth still. Jesus Donald Christ. Trump is still walking the earth. Out My mighty, 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 mighty God. All right, quick work. Okay. Oh, I thought I was going to give me a word. I was ready. I was going to prepare posture myself. Woo. Glory to God. All right. Back to you. Back to you. Back to you. All right. So, uh, and speaking of things that, you know, are not always beneficial to black people, the Oscars came on past this past <laughs> Sunday. And, you know, it was one of the most boring ceremonies that have ever taken place. But we understand that it is such a big deal. Um, um, Brian, any particular people that you were rooting for? First of all, did you watch it? Of course not. Okay, you didn't. I didn't either. Um, was there anybody that you knew of that you was rooting for, particularly that won or didn't win, or you know, were you just completely tuned out? Well, as the friend of the podcast, Issa Rae says, we are rooting for everybody black. Yeah, so, she said that. That's it. So she if said you ain't that, black. So, you know, and there were quite a few black people who were nominated for all the things, and they took mm-hmm. home Oscars. Daniel Kaluuya won for Best Supporting Actor, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, he was put up against his um, co-star, Lakeep Stanfield, for the same role, but that's neither here nor there. We we, we took it home. Soul won for Best Animated Feature, which was interesting. Um, her won for the Best Original Song, I think, the song she had in Judas and the Black Messiah as yep. well. Um, John Bap, uh, Batiste, um, yeah, won, yeah, Best Original Score for Soul, which is cool because I don't remember that but hey black people doing the things Tyler Perry won the only Oscar he probably will ever have and that's the Gene <laughs> Hershaw Humanitarian Award I doubt that if his films will ever get a movie award um, <laughs> and Trayvon Free and Martin Desmond Rowe won Best Live Action Short Film for Two Distant Strangers and executive producers Mike Conley shout out to former Memphis Grizzly player um, Kevin Durant Van Lathan JC Williams and one of my best friends in my head Terrence J Terrence Jenkins um, <laughs> won um, executive producers for that. You know, they were executive producers of that film. Um, one of the things that people have been talking about, Brian, mm-hmm. is the snub that people yes. believe Chadwick Boseman got for mm-hmm. Best Actor. That's all we wanted the Oscars to do was That's to it. give out that award. But they job. gave it to Anthony Hopkins, the man who likes to. Wasn't he the one eating people and, you know, yep. chop fava beans and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? And Size he won for some movie called The Father, which nobody saw. Um, but you know, that's kind of how the Oscars is. But nevertheless, black people represented, took home the things, and Chabot Bozeman, you're still a king. Rest up, brother. We love you, and we know that you deserved. Um, and other black people who are doing great things, Ghana and Young Thug, Thugger himself. Mm-hmm. Atlanta rappers decided to do something amazing in their hometown. Ghana and Thugger went to the Fulton County uh, with lawyers and bondsmen and posted bail bonds for 30 inmates. According to WSB TV, most of the men and women were being held for low-level crimes but couldn't afford their bond to be released, so Thug and Ghana stepped in to help them out. I think that is absolutely amazing it is uh, because so many of our black brothers and sisters are incarcerated for petty crimes mm-hmm. or like or like we just said very low level crimes yep. things that really don't deserve jail time at least not in the extent right that is given to them um so i'm super excited that that has happened and maybe just like what our brother randall did they begin to wipe the slate for some of these very low level misdemeanor type things and get some of our brothers and sisters back in society connect with their families and on the path for success and progression so we love 
to see it. I mean, mm-hmm. this thing is just flowing right because as we continue to talk about black progression, we got to talk about two OGs in the podcast world, two of my yep. favorite people, yep. two of my friends in my head, mm-hmm. um, Crystal and Kid Fury, yep. the host of The Read. Um, they are doing a uh, collaboration with Issa Rae's um, uh, music development record label. Uh, there it is. It's called Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, it in, a, in an exclusive Paper um, announced that Radio Reveal is planning to release an original comedy album from iTunes number one comedy podcast, The Read. A first of its kind record deal, the critically acclaimed weekly podcast will be executive produced by Issa Rae and Radio President um, Benoni Tago alongside Alex Rago and (laughs) The Read host Kim Fury and Crystal. Um, The Read host add that working with... um, Benoni, Issa, and radio team was a natural decision because we have been immense mutual supporters of our entire digital careers. A comedy album is new territory for us, but radio has been instrumental in helping us develop the vision for this project and collaborating with them has been exciting and such a joy. We're excited to break new ground and give our fans new ways to tune in and engage with us. The Read is by far one of my favorite podcasts. They are absolutely hilarious. I'm going to put this back out there in the atmosphere that Kids Fury Sports Shorts and Josh Rogers Athletic Abbreviations will do a collaboration at some point and I'm just you know waiting for the people the powers to be to make it happen uh, but no super excited for those two they deserve all the things they had their TV show last year or a year or so ago on uh, Fuse um, that was dope um, their podcast is always amazing every Tuesday it comes out on podcasts everywhere and now we get to get a whole album from them funny. so shout out to them it's gonna be hilarious they are hilarious um it's gonna they be are. hilarious so we are super excited to hear it all right um well we were on this thing with black excellence and then here we go with trash walmart is suing kanye west the former black person that we all loved um the united states biggest retailer um mm-hmm. and biggest one of the biggest oppressors to black people in the workforce has filed paperwork <laughs> in arkansas court against the rapper and his yeezy footwear and apparel line the court document said brian that mm-hmm. the walmart logo design and <laughs> yeezy logo design is okay. real real close Okay. So <laughs> we know Walmart has the little sunburst logo with six taper dash marks. Mm-hmm. And Yeezy Proposed logo has eight pointed sunbursts with similarly blank center. And okay. although they are very different, Walmart saying it's too close and they're saying that people may mistake the two. I don't really How? think <laughs> that you know a pair of Walmart and one fives are gonna ever get <laughs> mistaken for a pair of five hundred dollar Yeezys. I just at all. Don't think it's happening. I don't see that happening. Um, I know that the Yeezy, like the slides, look like orthopedic shoes for mm-hmm. the, you know, for the disabled. And Walmart probably has some type of orthopedic slide too. But I just don't, you know, what what all the energy at when you remaking the Air Force Ones with a and one logo on it? Like, ooh, what that ooh. energy is? <laughs> so why y'all trying to talk about logos? Like, first of all, <laughs> you know, you can't be throwing rocks from a glass house. Walmart, Bill, you know, Mister Walton, Sam Walton. You can't be doing that. Sam's Club, Walmart. You can't do that. Right. You can't do that. Stay down there in Bentonville, Arkansas, and worry about uh, how about you pay your people a, a living wage and you give them great benefits. How about you do that instead of traffic going after Kanye? Well, y'all just mad because he's getting rid of that white woman who was terrorizing <laughs> his life and made him say all those ridiculous things like slavery was a choice. <laughs> That's what you're mad about. He's going to be liberated. <laughs> And you don't want to see it. Um, but anyway, we will watch this story and see how it develops. But I don't think it's going to materialize. 
and to turn into anything. Keeping a smooth transition, Brian, into the music world, Mm -hmm. one of our favorite, I don't know if he was on our favorite, one of um, the world's or the internet's favorite people, DJ Khaled, government name Khaled Khaled, is coming out with an album appropriately titled after his name, Khaled Khaled. But Mm -hmm. that isn't what's so great. Today on Instagram, he not only released that a new album was coming and that, you know, this was his legacy, you know, with his sons on the cover. But, bro, he released the track listing. Are you Mm -hmm. ready to hear it? I'm ready. So he has uh, featured on this Lil Wayne, Jeremiah, Lil Baby, Lil Dirk, Her, Migos, Post Malone, Megan The Stallion, Da Baby, Justin Bieber, more on him later, 21 Savage, Bryson Tiller, Roddy Rich, Drake, A Boogie with the Hoodie, Big, I don't know who that is, uh, Big Sean, Rick Ross, Puff Daddy. Is he Puff Daddy now again? I thought he was Diddy. Is it not Diddy? Okay. Nas, Jay-Z, James Fuck. Tell Leroy, harmonies by the Hive, um, Justin Timberlake, um, Meek Mill, um, Buju Banton, Capleton, Bounty Keeler, and Barrington Levi. An amazing lineup of people. Here are a few notables. The Nas and Jay-Z thing that you just heard, they're not just on the album. They're on a song together. And if you know the history of those two, Mm -hmm. you know why this is so impactful. Brian. It is. First predictions on how the song. Do you think it's going to be a hit or you think it's going to disappoint us? It's probably going to disappoint us. And the only way I say it's going to disappoint us because in my mind. In my mind. Go ahead. (laughs) The greatest rappers of all time. Both people would say Jay-Z and Nas are in that category. Um, So in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be, it should be one of the greatest songs ever. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm thinking it's not going to be one of the greatest songs ever, but it's probably going to be a good song. I'm not saying it's not going to be a good song, but it's not going to be one of the greatest songs ever. So if I were to put it on my, what I think it should be, and based on what I think it's going to be, I'm going to say it's going to disappoint me based off of my high expectations of what a Nas and Jay-Z song should sound like. So I'm excited about it because I hope that it sets the precedence. I actually kind of agree with you. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be a bad song, but I think people, it's almost like when, um... And people, you can say what you want to say about Nicki Minaj. It's almost like when Nicki and Meg did Hot Girl Summer, and then you heard Nicki's verse, you was like, ooh, if you would have just took one more day mm-hmm. with that verse and not turned it <laughs> around so quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, or any other major collaboration. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I hope that this Nas, and this is going to be a weird comparison, but hear me out. Mm-hmm. I hope that the Nas-Jay-Z collab is likening to the Monica Brandy boy's mind. Oh, that's a you know what I'm saying. That's a good. That's a good. You know what I'm saying. People thought you know they they were enemies, but they came together, gave us a great song. Even till today, if you play it, you know, women everywhere and men too is like singing the lyrics and going and going crazy. So (laughs) I hope that DJ uh, DJ Khaled gets into his producing bag and gives us a banger of a beat. Oh yeah, and you know the Bay have voices, so that means Beyonce singing. (laughs) So. You know, I hope it's just super amazing, but I also hope it sets the precedence for other people to put their differences aside mm-hmm. and make this music happen. Nikki and Cardi, Bell Calise, Onika and Bell. That would be we, a great song. We want to hear it. We um, do. we Brian, we talked about this because we found out that there's this never released song with Foxy Brian and Lil Kim. Yes, we need that in our lives. And this and the clip that they played was actually low-key a dope 90s vibe. Mm-hmm. And they did a whole cover together back in the, mm-hmm. like 
Give us, put it to, Foxy Brown, you can't even hear no more. Put this stuff to the side. But look, he don't even look like a human being anymore. Put this stuff to the side child, and child, get in child. the studio. Turn Foxy Mike all, her monitor all the way up, all, all the way up, <laughs> <laughs> all the way up, and let's get this song together. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. And that's and that's all New York stuff. That's the, two New York guys, two New York women. Let's make it happen. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm excited about Lil Baby being on here. Uh, Lil Baby is on a song with the Baby, and I don't oh. know why the Baby keeps accepting songs Stop. with Lil Baby on it because Stop. Lil Baby is going to consistently outdo the Baby. Clearly, like, Lil Baby just, is, is is the best baby. Oh, he's the best baby. He's the best baby. He is Without like Tommy. Tommy from the Rugrats. We had to pick a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Little baby is Tommy. The baby out here. What's what's one with the red hair? Chester, Chucky, Chucky. What's one with the red hair? Mm, out with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, out here. He feel from feeling Leo. He's that's that's the baby. But no, um, I'm excited about that. Now, let's. I tell you, I was gonna get back to Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber has dreads. Or is trying to grow dreads. Why is that important? Because Justin Timberlake is also on this album. Why is that important? What is the correlation? Because Justin Timberlake tried to get back in with the blacks. And I feel like he is approving <laughs> all of these appropriation moves that Justin Bieber is trying to do. And I just don't know that I agree with it. Chris, I don't care who you are. You know, we talk about Chris almost every episode. Chris because, Moore, you do. know, he's he's a friend, a close, close friend of the podcast. Close I know that, I know Justin Timberlake is your white buddy, but. That does that does not excuse us from dragging him for appropriating culture, and we found out who he, what his white musical taste really is with that man in the woods album. That man in the woods. He dropped all his black connects, and he said, "This ain't working. I am broke. Let me get back in the good graces of the blacks." So now he is coaching Justin Bieber on how to be a black white boy, and now he is teaming up with Khaled Khaled to get back on his album so that he can build his black profile back up so that. We can buy his albums and groove to the new suit and tie 2.0 in 2021. And let me tell you what I am not here for because you are still the egregious person that exposed the titty of, mm-hmm. of, of Janet Jackson. You let, that woman glow. you let that woman go down in flames. You didn't support her, you didn't protect her. She couldn't do a whole, but she was banned from the Grammys that year. Mm-hmm. And you want to ride the backs of black people. So you picked out your fro so that Justin Bieber can grow his dreads. And we are not here for it. <laughs> we are not here for it. So shout out to Cali Cali. I'm going to listen to the Justin Bieber song. I'm going to listen to the, the Justin Timberlake song. Wait, I'm going to listen to um, this is one of the first albums that recently that my 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 spiritual son, Chance the Rapper, is not on. I was going to say that. I was like, Chance is not, not on the album? And Carly isn't on that. And Nikki isn't on that. Nikki's been on most. What? And Future has been on what's, like his last few albums. So what's going on? I don't know. It's this Ace Boogie with the hoodie person is taking up space. And uh, who else is on that? I don't know. Uh, I feel like an old person. Um, you know, I I know Lil Durk name, but I couldn't tell you a song. I can't tell you Lil Durk song. I, I know can't he tell you like. a song. I can't tell you a song. Yeah, though. and this um Bouju Banton and this. Okay, I, I do know that. I do know. Uh, I know from Bouju Banton. They Afro they, no, beats. They are not Afro beats, but they are like reggae um, beats. Biju Benton is like a legend in the uh, dance hall reggae. Well, that's the thing. I don't listen to no dance hall reggae. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't. I don't get jiggy with that. And Baron so, Levy is, is a legend too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, shout out to the legend. Shout out to y'all for dance hall. <laughs> um, you know, shout out to Shaggy. Um, anyway, <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> 
Speaking of white appropriation, did you not see the Ashton Kutcher commercial with his wife and then Shaggy's in the end and he's sure trying did. to sing? Sure did. Okay. Anyway, let's get back. Sad, Last sad. thing on the billboard, speaking of iconic singers, Tyrese. Okay. You know, Tyrese was introduced to the world by sitting on a bus, serenading women in Coke commercials. He, he and did. you know, he did. He's a singer. Tyrese is a singer. You know, he's had some interesting moments in pop culture. He has. Last few years. Um, <laughs> throwing the tile. <laughs> yep. Th- you know, throwing the tile. You know, what do you want from me? You know, all, all of the things. You know, his beef with The Rock and The Rock wasn't ever responding to him. Like, all the things. Um, but his social media antics did not stop at those things. So recently, um, Tyrese, 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 Ty, Tyrese Gibson. Gibson. Black, black Ty. Ty Black Ty. I, I gotta keep saying the name because I just can't believe I'm about to say what I'm about to say in relation to Tyrese. Tyrese is dating um Zelly Timothy. <laughs> Timothy. Okay. Um, they are a couple. Timothy is 25. Um, Tyrese is 42 and they were on the Instagram um, I'm just going to see how I'm going to say Tyrese was on the Instagram shaving Zelly's vagina um, shaving her vagina <laughs> hairs she had her legs propped up in the air spread from east to west and he was shaving it and um, she said she'll never let go of her king this is her quote and I quote I will never let go of my king but does your man shave you though she captioned the post with an eye roll emoji and in the caption Gibson said that he was going to put a little cream on it and then mix it with some oils (laughs) as he proceeded to shave her vagina on the socials of the medias now Mark Zuckerberger you got rid of Labusi for mm-hmm. having uh, people on the show day clitorises on mm-hmm. his page, mm-hmm. but you gonna let Tyrese shave the clitoris on mm-hmm. his girlfriend's page, Brian? Yes, you shave. You are you 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 out there shaving? You out there shaving pubic hairs for your wife? I'm not. You not. You not. Do not take. You not narrowing it for. You not taking the razor. I'm not. I'm not. We can if she wants things shaved, she can do it herself. Or we what, can, what if she what if she said, "Baby, I can't reach that part." There are places that, and I have a little bit of resources that I can be like, hey, go get this Brazilian. But you you, you don't think that that's bonding? <clears throat> it would have to be her really saying, you know what, Brian, like, I really don't want to get the Brazilian, but I really want you to get down there and do it. I probably would I do it because I my wife like that. that <laughs> but hey, if I'm going to be down there. You got to shave that monkey. I'm going to shave that monkey, but I ain't going to have now to that monkey. Oh, <laughs> you gonna put the cream and the oils on it? Uh huh. Shave that monkey. Right? Shave that monkey. Look that monkey. Rock that monkey. <laughs> Mighty God. <laughs> well, stick that monkey. If you, if you stick, well, well. <laughs> Well, if the opportunity ever comes, um, you can go on over to Miss Zelly's IG page and you can see, you know, Tyrese politely shaving. And I, and I believe that was a big razor. It wasn't nothing fancy. Tyrese, you make a lot of money. You could have got a more expensive razor to do the do. But that wraps up the billboard. We are excited because <laughs> we excited. have um, an exciting and exciting and amazing guest, as you've probably seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to go down to the living room and have a really great conversation. So grab your snacks, mm-hmm. grab your drink. Brian already got his wine. Was was that a rosé? It looked, you know. It was. Okay. I, 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 love, know, I, I love a rosé. I know my rosés. Uh, you know, grab your thing, your popcorn, your fruit snacks, whatever it is. Uh, because at this point, if you ain't got no summer body, just give it up. So just grab 
all of your snacks. All the snacks. <laughs> all your snacks. And let's head on all to the living room. And let's have a conversation. Let's go. All right, ring-a-ling-a-ling, folks. We are excited to be here because we have a guest who is in the building today. <laughs> And I think he needs no introduction. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna let him introduce himself. <laughs> and I'm gonna ask him at the moment to leave all that humble stuff out the door. So he's in the living room. Leave it I'm to the side. Leave the humble stuff. None of the humble stuff. I want the I want the brag. I want all the the slashes, all you the things the that you do. I want the brag. I want the Maserati. I want the nice house in the hills. I want all the. I want the beautiful black family. Right. You have the Brian. studios. We want the soundstage. We want everything. All the. All right. So, uh, Kevin, please introduce yourself to the to the audience here. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Kev on stage. I am a comedian, <laughs> host, producer, app owner, Maserati driver. I am coming to you now. From Los Angeles, California, from one of my three buildings. I have a sound stage. I've got a personal office, and we've got another studio currently in three different parts of Los Angeles. I am a, an investor, father, husband, and friend. And I'm so glad to be here with my good friend Brian Hare, lovely wife. She Jeez, has man. a lovely wife, Lauren and 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 Josh. And we've just been the greatest of friends, and I'm so glad to talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that was an introduction that rivals any church introduction it does. that I've heard in a while. <laughs> Listen, I think I told I told Kevin stage a long time ago, um, like that that scene when um, that African dude sees Hakeem in the bathroom uh, at Coming to America, and he's like, "Oh, it's the best day of my life." That's how I feel. I feel like that sometimes so I, when I when I talk to this a beautiful black want, man who's doing great the things. Baseball cap? Yeah. It's the greatest day of my life. That's how I feel right now. It's the greatest Brian day of my life. and his wife have been doggone supportive forever. I don't even yeah. know when we met. It was, it might be what, seven, eight years now? No, longer than that. Because it was been before a long time. I moved to LA. It's been a long time. And, and the funny thing is. It's probably been nine years. It, it was before you moved to LA. Because I was like. Because you were talking bad about it LA was. when you moved out there. Yeah. And I was like, well, take yourself back to Washington. You don't you don't deserve the California life, but you're thriving yeah. in California. <laughs> I rode in Brian's car. You did. In my Avalon. It was for a youth service. It was for a youth service. I remember that. It was. That. Did you, it you was. That, a while back. Don't ask me about things I did or did not show up at <laughs> nine years ago. <laughs> and the funny thing is, and we're going to get to the conversation. But that, that day, so I, I get get him off the plane. And I'm trying to be all professional. And I'm calling him Mr. Fredericks. And he's like, um, dude, why are you, how long are you going to call me Mr. Fredericks? So I called him I called him Kevin. And, and the funny thing is, he had this duffel bag. And I was like, um, can I, you know, it's okay if I hold your bag? And he was like, nah, I got it, man. I got it. And I'm thinking, well, maybe he has drugs in his bag. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Um, so shouts out to Chris. Chris, Chris was there. Chris Moore. I, I, I was not. I, I was not. In. Chris Moore. He's married now. He is. He's married now. He lost he, some none weight. Of, none of us. No, he didn't lose any weight. He gained quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> none of us. Now? <laughs> I thought Chris got. He got in the gym. <laughs> he did. He, he was in the gym the at ground. one point. He was in gym. Most of us start out in the gym. Yeah, but you know we start eating and then we just you know don't look back. But uh, we're not like Josh. Josh he just stays in the gym all day, all day. Nah, Josh, uh, Chris is he's still little. Oh, his yeah. wife is pregnant. I ain't even see. They, they he's having, having sex. He's oh, having sex. I he this on Valentine's. He's been having sex. 
unprotected sex. sex. Chris has been having it. Unprotected sex. He's been doing it for a long. Never mind. I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to put his business out there. You know. I'm going to put his business out there. Don't put all the business out there, Brian. Because we'll get a good cuss out soon. That's hilarious. But anyway, but we're, we're sidetracked. That was a long time ago. We've been great friends ever since. It's great. So we appreciate that. So I, it's, I'm really honored to have you on the podcast because um, just seeing yeah. how just life, how you pretty much just grabbed it by the horns and I pretty much just destroyed the game. So we really want to bring you on. We're going to give you your flowers because you're a black man doing great black things. But we also kind of want to pick your brain. So some folks. Thank you. Make, they already know you. They, you know, they may not know you, but they, you know, just have this conversation about mm-hmm. the great things. So um, let's let's talk about this. So we we talked about you know putting all the humble stuff to the side. Um, and at this moment, if you just look at all the great things that you're doing, if if you were to you know say who the poster child yes. of black excellence is, at this point, it would be you. Just to say that, starting there. Okay. Okay. You know, I can't do this. I, I, I'm literally crawling inside of my skin. I, I, I thought we were just doing it for a bit earlier. I, I, I can't do it. I can't, Brian. I cannot accept these things. It you have to so, accept the things. Accept the accolades. It's so <laughs> unusual. To me. I can't accept the accolades. But, it, but it leads to a really great question, yep. right? Um, like, so I guess what is what is your definition? You know, knowing that you've ascended to a place, like we won't say the place, right? Ascended mm-hmm. to a place. Like, what is your definition of black excellence? You know what, guys? I got to go. I can't I can't have these conversations. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I've been in therapy, and for these reasons, it's very difficult for me to process these, right? Here's part of my issue, and this, I think, leads to some of my success, but it also m- makes me feel like I'm not, or especially to others, makes me feel like I'm not appreciative. Okay. I believe my ambition has driven me to not, and I'm working on this. This is why I mm-hmm. cried so much on my NAACP Image Award video. Great moment. I have a difficult time, except, thank you. Thank you for watching me cry in front of friends and family. <laughs> uh, accepting praise or resting on any laurels. So to me, success is like what Tyler Perry has done. Mm-hmm. what um i probably most closely and am, am enamored with and impressed by Issa ray mm, uh okay. reason being i remember where i was my homeboy lul from college was like yo have you seen this uh web series called awkward black girl and i was like mm-hmm. no nah, i hadn't heard of it i was hanging out at his house and we watched the first episode uh and i was like oh man this is I love this. And I remember that moment very vividly because I was working at a job I hated. Uh, And from that moment to where Issa is now, I'm like, that's she's killing it. So at that same time, I never look back at what I'm doing and be like, dang, he's killing it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, boom, I got this. Okay, boom, we got the soundstage. Okay, now we can do this. But I'm never like, yo, low key. You're killing it right now, Kev. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I'm trying. To, but then people, you know, people remind me, and I. this is not me talking about myself. This is just what happens often. It's okay. People like, Kev, nah, you're killing it too, though. So that's kind of where I'm in life now. Just accepting that at least to someone in the world, Kev's killing it too. Yeah, because you are somebody's Issa Rae and Tyler Perry. 
you know what's crazy <laughs> about that, Josh? So if you follow me on Instagram, I've done a lot of like pretty much all 2020. I met Will Smith at the beginning of 2020. Yeah, I, I've seen you. We've seen, yeah, we seen the picture. We saw it. We saw For it. The, we the picture. whole year. The whole year I ran that joke back. Uh, until the beginning of this year, I ended up having a show with him uh, mm-hmm. or, or on his network, not with him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to lie on the man. And. So after I met Will Smith, people were like, Kev, you're our Will Smith, though. Mm. And I was like, oh, what? Oh, I I know they can't. What? But they're so serious. They're not like mm-hmm. they're not like placating me. They're not doing any of that. Uh, they are they're dead serious. And I just have accepted that because I looked up to people, too. And they weren't even like Issa Rae, Will Smith, like mm-hmm. level like, mm-hmm. uh, well, Issa Rae at the time. But like Tim uh Chanarangsu, Dormtainment. There was all kind of people that I looked to who looked up to who it meant a lot to me when I actually met them because they felt like people who were tangible, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like right. Will Smith was famous my whole life. Like his True. career never felt like that was within my reach. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Issa Rae, well, that's that's something that I've seen happen in real time. Mm-hmm. That kind of to me seemed more tangible. So I get it. And I feel like I've I've started to accept that I am that type of person for somebody, even though it's not easy for me to. Wonderful. And, and just, you know, speaking of Issa Rae, just <laughs> this is an important question to me. Yes. Um, do you have her phone number? <laughs> I. <laughs> I have. I, oh, here's the, the honest truth. I have a number for Issa. Uh-huh. I don't have the heart in my body to see if it still works. Oh, okay. <laughs> At one point, I had her number. I texted her. She responded. I even got a, hey, man, this is my new number. A lot of people were hitting me up for stuff, so I changed it. After mm. that, I was like, I can't. I can't go through. Uh, yeah. I'd, be will- I'd be willing to bet that uh, it does not work anymore. Mm. But sometimes she responds to my DMs, and we're still cool. So oh, I'll sweet. accept that. And like a DM is a, it's like a phone number in some ways. Yeah. You know, I was going to make sure that the number so, I had, that you had, matched up so I can just make sure my number was right. So I was going to ask you off air if I can make sure that number was <laughs> oh, right. So I can, okay. you, know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Oh, my God. Oh, so, my God. Brian, if that's the case, we have a we have a very different conversation after this after this recording. To, to Brian has my number still right now. I text I Brian. It. You, you first of all, changed, I brother. said video or audio, and it's... He, Nah, and it's still it said video. He said video, and it said that in the, the invite that he sent. But I usually have double invites, one for, oh. to remind myself, and then the real invite. Mm. So you know, it was good to know that Brian hasn't changed. All the success he's had oh, hasn't okay. changed. Really, <laughs> you haven't changed. You still respond. Yeah. No, he's the same. He's still I, the same. I'll say I'll say hello on uh, on your videos, and then you'll 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 think it's funny. You know, head off. <laughs> that will, Brian. You know that will never not be funny to me. Oh yeah. And the it's, fact that you get that is like it's, it's the best thing ever. It is. I I appreciate it. I appreciate I love. it. I appreciate it. So <clears throat> uh, talking Thank about you. Issa Rae in all seriousness, um, just looking at some of the movies that she's making, um, and we're gonna have to talk about you because you don't want to talk about yourself. But we're gonna talk about ownership, and say a person that does own something, okay. right? Um. <laughs> What is that like? Yeah. Any uh, person. Uh, that owns any person. So just assume that you own something. So what does it mean as far as being important yes. to you um, in terms of black uh, excellence 
to own what you actually have or what you've created? How important is that to you? For me, I, to me, I am taking a longer road in my career because that's the, the ownership path is the path path that I've chosen. Mm -hmm. Uh, it meant, uh, a longer time, like setting up the capital it was like mm -hmm. back when Brian and I met, you know, I was just doing comedy. Most of most of my time was doing comedy clubs. I'm sorry, comedy at churches. Mm -hmm. um, that money, saving that money for those years allowed me to finance my first comedy tour and my second comedy tour. Okay. And that plus Patreon allowed me to fund the app. Um, I could speed up the process of Kev on Stage Studios tremendously by raising a round of financing. I would immediately be growing, grow, grow faster or at least have more resources, right? I'm sure mm -hmm. I could flip that into growth. But I would also immediately delineate the future earnings I have by diluting the ownership pool from what we currently have to whoever. You know, you guys have seen Shark Tank. You give somebody 300 yeah. grand, you automatically own 25% of the company. Right. So the by saying I want to own a larger percentage, it means I got a basic, we say paycheck to paycheck here. We we get paid from the app, we go and make something. We get paid from the app, go and make something. I get a brand deal, okay, now I can decorate my office. I don't have, here's a million dollars and a content budget for three years. Go out got and it. buy stuff. We really got to be super meticulous about that. But the hope is we make some dope stuff and we can build the app uh, organically, either sell some stuff, license some stuff, mm -hmm. or... You know, my my thought is like we were talking about this on my podcast today. Um, Netflix. I don't know when. You did, well, actually, to make this interesting, when did you guys first start using Netflix? Ooh. For real, for real, uh, for real, for real. For the first time, the first time you started like having it consistently. It was when they they started the streaming. I didn't was messing with the DVDs. It was the streaming. Yeah, I would, I would definitely wouldn't get no DVDs at my house. So, yeah, no. Yeah. So 2012, 13, yeah, 14, somewhere yeah, we'll there, yeah. that. that works. Okay, so. Yep. My homegirl Angel was on the DVDs. She was in in 2008, mm. nine. I'm with you guys. I didn't ever, I remember the moment I got onto Netflix, uh, somebody was like, yo, you got to check this show out called House of Cards. And I was like, what, Ooh, what channel it is, is it on? And they were like, it's on Netflix. And I was like, oh, that's a new, oh, I got to update my cable package. I ain't never heard of that, <laughs> that channel. <laughs> yeah. and, and at that time, Netflix, I don't think the app even existed uh, it like built into smart TVs like that. I'm pretty sure it didn't, but you could like uh, airplay it. So me and my wife watched the whole season of House of Cards in a weekend. Yeah, we did and I basically that. have had Netflix ever since then. Yeah, we did. But too. that company by that time was already there for seven, eight years. Right? There's mm -hmm. people who didn't come to Netflix until 2016. So the way I see the app that we're building is like this is like year one of Netflix, and mm. people might not find out about us till three or four years, but people like you guys will be like, oh, no, I you guys are essentially are the people who had the DVDs of Netflix, you mm. know, when it was just <laughs> that 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 mm -hmm. thing. That's kind of how I see it. And I'm OK growing slowly because mm -hmm. we own everything. And when growth happens exponentially, it'll be a lot easier because everything we own will have maybe two or three seasons of it and everything will be a lot easier. Uh, sometimes the fast money becomes short money. And that's not what we want to do. We want it to be slow, but but long term beneficial. So considering everything you just see and how the, the app is like this baby that's being cultivated right now. Yeah. For you, I guess, like, what do you look for in terms of content? Right. 
of being on here? Like what's like you say, oh, I want to put this on the app. Like what makes the app or what are the criteria for something to make the app so you can keep building? That's a great question, Josh. I'll say right. We, we've kind of got what I call three phases. OK. Uh, phase one for us is where we're, where we kind of like started the app out with mm-hmm. building content that we own with ourselves. That's mm-hmm. probably phase one. The challenge show is phase one. Phase two, which we did right after, is creating shows for other people. So uh, we've got a show for Keisha called, you know, uh, Black Card Off Layaway. Yep. We've got a show with Angel called Ask on Angel. Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. Phase three is, you know, being able to say creator X pitch us a show that we don't already work. Like Angel is easier to make because she's already one of our friends within our wheelhouse. Yeah. Phase phase three, which might be years from now. um, Hey, man, here's a show idea I have. Kev on Stage Studios wants to make it with you, buy it, and here's the production budget to go and make it. That part is the most expensive part because you got to basically have a development budget for stuff that you want to make, but it doesn't like you, you try to make it and it doesn't actually work out. Like, you know, during pilot season, they buy 25, 30 pilots. Wow. Six or seven are, are shot. Yeah. And maybe one or two may most likely just one gets picked up. So we don't have that type of budget yet. Basically, now, if we like the idea, we almost have to make it and see what it is. And that's kind of where we're at. So, you know, the best the, the when the app is fully functional and like to the best of our ability, you might not see me on there every time. But the app is strong enough that people are coming and seeing a show by XYZ creator. Okay. Um, and it's not has anything to do with me outside of we, you know, paid for it and funded it. Wonderful, wonderful. Because I actually know a uh, a podcast that would be great on the app. You know, called the Jigsaw. But you know, neither here nor there. You know, not, no, no plug, no plug. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, so okay. With that being said, so uh, I, one thing I do love, and I, and I know about when I just people that follow you, um, you are intentional about your blackness and speaking up. And as an owner. Um, I've seen you yeah. do this, but how do you feel or what do you feel about the being intentional with hiring people of color? So, oh my gosh, you guys are just killing these, these conversation questions. <laughs> One thing that I learned last year was about intersectionality. Are you guys familiar with the yep. term? Yep. yep. Okay. I was not familiar in a, in a deep sense. Um, but now I am my cousin, a uh, young black woman taught me about it. She said, even black men benefit from intersectionality, sometimes at the expense of black women. So to combat that, you have to go out of your way uh, to basically search for, help out and look out for black women to basically combat, you know, your male privilege. Mm -hmm. So in Hollywood, here's what ends up being the issue. Right. I always say this. Racism is a big problem in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, another big problem is nepotism and people don't mm-hmm. feel like they're being racist mm-hmm. right if I hit Josh up and I say yo Josh I'm looking for you know a person in, to, that does this more than likely Josh is going to hit up a friend of his that he already knows or he's going to reach out to friends within his group more yeah, than true. likely those people are going to be black people because that's who Josh likely grew up with knows right. and trusts 
Mm-hmm. In Hollywood, that same thing happens. I say, yo, you got a shooter, you got an editor, you got an actress. I'm looking for three comics. If you're asking a white person, they more than likely are going to reach out to white people. They don't mm-hmm. think I'm being racist and excluding black people. They just are more than likely cool with white people. What yeah. happens is in Hollywood, there's not enough black people. Like you ask Ava DuVernay for a director, and she's going to give you a black person. So is mm-hmm. Issa Rae. So is Will Packer. But right. we don't have you know, traditionally, we didn't have as many people at the top of the chain. And I mean right. that, that when you ask Issa Rae, when she's making a production, she says, here's my black director. That's it. Right. At this point right. in her career. Before we could make the suggestion. But if the network didn't approve that person, right, 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 right. then you could not be that person. So now Kevin on stage studios, if I say I want a black, black women director for this thing, and my team finds that person, I can hire that person. I don't have to go to somebody else for approval. Right. And that's like mm-hmm. Black Panther. The reason Black Panther came together is because Brian, uh, um, Ryan Coogler is the director. And he has more sway than he did if he was just a PA or something. Mm-hmm. So he can hire or he got influence to get a, the wardrobe person to be black. The, the score to be black mm-hmm. and these people tend to hire more black people and more black people and more black people and that's how that change happens is you have people at the top and they can make those choices no that's that's so true and i've never actually well i probably have thought about it like that but probably haven't put it into words like that but i want to take that question about like definitely empowering like pocs particularly black folk right um yep. but how do you maintain this level of confidence while still partnering with other bosses like angel who's all who was already out there who's auditioning for stuff who's going out there yeah. right like joshi who is doing his own thing with photography and video right but it doesn't like you're not intimidated by it so like what is your perspective as a boss in that in that sense you know what man y'all are good i want to stop saying it but but y'all are good <laughs> um part of it is being secure in myself yeah Angel is a doggone monster talent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I realized that to make the best show, I don't have to be the best player on the team, right? That's good, yeah. I can, mm-hmm. I'm can. i okay saying, Angel, you are doggone just as funny as I am, just as clever, just as witty, just as quick, mm-hmm. right? I would rather be a, if I'm going to be Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen, Either way, I know I need the other person, the Michael right, Jordan or the right. Scottie Pippen mm-hmm. and the Rodman, right? You can be the best player on your team, but if you don't have another person who's close in your level or who can take over when you're off that day, you're not going to win a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm i okay sharing that limelight um, with people who are as talented or more talented than me. And that also happens in the boardroom. You know, my wife has been sh- share this piece of advice with me i think lebron friend said it and uh it was hire hire your deficiencies mm-hmm. so i know what i'm good at i'm a good on-screen talent i'm funny right i'm aware of how cameras work and how editing works it's not the best use of my time to handle that personally but that doesn't mean i uh I, it doesn't mean i should go and try and do that it's better mm-hmm. use of my time at this level yeah. to hire that out, right? When I was coming up, it was just me because that's all it needed to be and that's all I could afford. Right. But that was when every video was to my camera about something that's on the internet. When I want to do a sketch or a comedy show, well, now Brendan and Tony, my other business partners, 
they are better equipped to the, to do that than I am, mm-hmm. even at this level. And now I could be like, okay, let me shoot what camera. But even if I did it, I couldn't be on stage and shoot the camera and focus right, and right, call right. the yeah. show, right? So let me get somebody I trust to do that. And I've had more exponential growth as, as a result of these choices than than if I were still trying to do everything on my own. Wonderful. And I'm, and I'm glad you kind of mentioned that and you kind of went down your different partners uh, and the importance yeah. of partnership. Uh, and I just kind of want to pivot there a little bit. Um, I'm going to, you know, stand on this hill and I'm going to, you know, proclaim this, that black wives matter. Um, I have a black, black wife. Matter. Black wives matter. Black matter. wives matter. Um, so I have, a, I have matter. a black wife. I have a black wife, you know. Uh, so um, even considering that, why do you think or do you think or how important do you think it is to have the right spouse or the right partner at home uh, to, you know, I guess, maximize your abilities or maximize your um, your talents. So full disclosure here, uh, this podcast is only audio. We're using a video thing. So Josh and and Brian can tell you that I've been texting during this, but pretty much attentive. (laughs) You guys will never know if you didn't know. (laughs) I was texting my black wife Mm -hmm. while we were on this. Right. Yeah. Very simply. No hyperbole, no cap, no gassing her up just for the sake. I would not be where I am right now without her Um, in any way, shape, or form. I wouldn't be where I was five years ago, ten years Mm -hmm. ago. I said this during my cry speech, NAACP Image Award. (laughs) The first sacrifice (laughs) made was her. When I got fired, she continued to work a regular job. It allowed me to, you know, stay home with the kids at the beginning, and then I eventually got a job. But her never losing her job allowed me to to moonlight as a stand up comedian on weekends uh, and at night when I was getting zero dollars for the first three to four years, mm-hmm. and then that zero dollars became twenty bucks, thirty bucks, fifty bucks, whatever. Um, without her support financially, mentally, business wise, when I had the idea, uh, uh, when, when my brother bought me the idea for the app. Before we even got there, my wife was like, in your next step, you need to hire basically your equivalent in production that you can mm. trust and leave things to. Mm-hmm. If I hadn't taken that advice, if I was still trying to uh, do things myself, I wouldn't be here. Her telling me I should go to therapy. A lot of my growth over the last year has been mm. internally. Wow. And that was from work coming from therapy. And I went there thinking it's going to be all about, you know, my real dad. And he wasn't part of my life. And there was so much more <laughs> that I was dealing with than that. So I can unequivocally say I would not have reached this level of success without her support, uh, friendship, all that stuff. Uh, it, it just wouldn't be there. And, and let me say that. I'm sorry, Josh. Before, let's take some time out to, to shout out our wives, Josh. We might as well, because I had the same testimony, the same sentiment. Lauren, might as well. Yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't be there. I won't be here. The man, the man I am today without you. So I love you. We go, hey, it's actually going to be, um, we just celebrated our anniversary recently. So, you know, shouts out to that. Congratulations. Congratulations. 11 years. Happy yeah. anniversary. <laughs> So Asha holds it down. Like, Brian, you know me. I do a million and one different things. All the things. And I wouldn't be able to do none of this kind of stuff without her. And I'm just going to say this. I love my black wife because I woke up and she was white, Brian. You know. Were you proud? Are you proud of your black wife? (laughs) I am so proud. I would cry. So proud. So So proud. Um, But no, that's that's good, though, because I do think the right partner makes a world of difference, especially when you got somebody holding you down at home to push you to help you think through. I started therapy almost two years ago because my wife 
suggested it and was like, you need to talk through some wow. stuff. So like, I definitely um, can attest to all of that. But yeah. like, even transitioning even more with partnerships here, um, how does these partnership experiences like? How do you know when you have the right partner when you're as you're creating your brand, right? How do you know that you've partnered with the right person? Be it that production person, be it this new videographer. Like, how do you? What are you looking for in partners? That's a great question for me right now. It or, or where I got with you know Brendan and Tony, mm-hmm. it was like-minded people, and mm. for me that mindset was: Are you okay? delaying the immediate financial benefit for the long-term windfall right if you are Mm -hmm. like let's make a project and make a quick buck we should sell it we should do this instead of owning it then that's i get it that's a philosophy that's not my philosophy so i think the best answer is does that person match with your philosophy for how your business works are they equally as good if not better than you at their field as you are in your field right I I I am a talent. I can produce. I can shoot and edit. I am not a producer the way Brennan is. I am not a shooter, director, edit, editor the way Tony is. Yeah. So um, I I want to make sure that I have my equal, you know, like going back to the basketball, ba- basketball, basketball analogy. <laughs> yeah. Steve, <laughs> Steve Kerr is not Michael Jordan. He knows that. Michael Jordan knows that. But Michael Jordan doesn't need Steve Kerr to be him. But he does need Steve Kerr to be Steve Kerr. Which right. is, I need five to eight points out of you. When I pass to you, when they double me, I just need you to hit that shot. It ain't got to be a three. You ain't got to dunk, but you need to hit that little, you know, uh, free throw line extended for the game here and there. And I think that's kind of what you have to build around as a team. You need your Scotty, you need your Rodman, you need your Phil Jackson, you need all those things. Like we just hired an assistant. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't need her to ever be on stage. But boy, if you could just get this calendar right for me so I can be. Not not as stressed with everything I have to do so I can be who I need to be on stage. And that's kind of where I'm at now. That was actually a great, uh, a great answer. Um, so um, uh, kind of going to the boss, the golf, golf, boss talk that they were talking about, but also partnerships. Take your time. Um, Take your time. <laughs> thank you. I felt like church. Um, <laughs> this is off topic. <laughs> that, that video where that girl was like, shilly gilly, shall follow me all the days of my life. It's probably the funniest video I've seen like in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they asked her to read, and that was just funny. All right. So, talking about like boss moves and partnerships <laughs> and stuff like that. So, uh, so, Josh and I are friends, and we're in business together. So, say for instance, if, if Josh and I had yeah. an issue, um, and say he was my boss. What is that process like, or yep. what would you advice would you give to somebody who started off as being friends, and then like the business kind of like broke them apart? Like, what is that? What would you bear your advice be? How you, you fire your friend? <laughs> we got some friends. So, are you fire. saying you guys are starting a business, and one of you guys is the boss, and the other is the employee? <sighs> I guess in this case, sure. Like, let's go there. Let's let's. Wait, yeah, is this hypothetical or is this real? This is hypothetical. It's not okay. Hypothetical. <laughs> Here's the best best advice. Uh, before going into business, mm-hmm. clearly laying out what the expectations are of each person in Got business. It. So you and Josh are going to make this podcast. All right, Josh, we're going to co-host this podcast. This means, you know, maybe Brian, I'm going to book the guests, and Josh, you're going to prepare the questions. 
we both need to be available for two hours once a week uh, at this time. So, and if we need to make any changes, we need, you know, to communicate that. One of us is going to edit the episodes. The other is going to post, upload, whatever that breakdown is. Mm -hmm. So now you know what is expected of each other and it's written down, signed, agreed upon. Mm -hmm. The easiest Mm -hmm. way to fire someone is if they, you both know that they are not meeting those expectations as, as delivered, as, as, as agreed upon, even if you're just friends on your own podcast. Um, then the same thing happens when you have an employee, when we hire uh, an assistant, here's your money per year. Here's the duties that we expect out of you in exchange for said money. If you ever are not able to do those and we have to have a conversation, is it too much work? Has it grown to be too much work? Can we shift mm-hmm. something? Can we take something off your plate? But if you're consistently not reaching mutually agreed upon goals, that's when you know a change is necessary or there's a change in the way you see things and you no longer want to go that direction. And it's a mutually uh, agreed upon separation. Hey, I don't want to do this show no more and you don't either. So let's just, let's just not do this, you know, but it's never easy. One of the pieces of advice I got early, which has kind of been tough to actually listen to is never hire anybody that you can't fire. And that's, uh, you know, that's tough because sometimes you want to work with people you are friends with or you trust. But sometimes in life, as in with business, it don't work. Y'all don't align anymore. And that happens sure. with friendships outside of business. It, the last season of Insecure, I don't know if you guys watched it. Oh, we Molly did. and Issa were going in different directions. Oh, we watched And it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Great season. My favorite season. Uh, and it wasn't necessarily either one of them. Both of them were kind of messing up, but their life was just growing apart. And yeah. I'm glad they reconciled, but I think it's okay to also say, hey, man, you know what? We we kind of growing in different directions. I love you. Wish you the best, but I don't know that we are going to continue to be friends in the same way we, we used to be. And that doesn't always have to be, you know, I hate you now and I'll never talk to you again. You know, there's some friends that I used to be friends with back in Washington. Yeah. And, you know, I moved to L.A. That's a big detriment to that's a, a friendship that was local. Shift. Yeah. yeah. And I, I shoot all the time. So there's going to be things that I can't do, even if we are friends, you know, because I'm either, you know, working or traveling. And that's just the nature of the business. So, yeah. No, that's and Josh, good. And like, I, I guess. No, go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. I was going to say, because Josh had a partner before me and that didn't work out. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I had to do what? You had a partner before me. But it didn't. I'm sorry. You had a partner before me, but it didn't work out. So let's talk about the ways in which that partner, right, did not even make it on a show. Okay, okay, let's do that. Why are you trying to why are you, why are you trying to bring up old wounds? Now I have to talk about you in my next therapy session, Brian. I have, to, I have to process you and you bring you bringing up these these dead business relationships. Um, but as we get ready to wrap up, like like this part of the conversation, um, everybody named Mama want to quit their nine to five and jump into entrepreneurship. Right? Yep. So <laughs> real quick, like what are, like give the people some real highs and lows of entrepreneurship uh, so that they can, you know, understand they might want to stay at Walmart, you know, a few more years or wherever they is. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you they what. Just plan a business. Don't let LLC Twitter fool you. <laughs> having a regular job is okay some people yes. listen I, I i miss the certainty of direct deposit them first couple years when it wasn't there it was it was tough um also i worked a regular job for the entirety of my first tour mm. i worked remote mm-hmm. air quotes air quotes 
mm-hmm. on Friday, but really was yeah, available for email. meetings and email and Slack and had to do that. <laughs> had to wake up and purchase the Wi-Fi on the flight, even if I was exhausted, to make sure I was available. Uh, but that 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 uh, paycheck became my seed money for my for my business. That healthcare mm-hmm. was my healthcare because you know the business wasn't expensive enough or, or wasn't profitable enough, and also because I had a regular job, I didn't have to live off the money of the business. Therefore, not not have the ability to put that money back into the business, and that's why I was able to do what I was able to do. Um, also, my sister in law works as an executive at Netflix. In her part time, she wrote a children's book, got it you know, bound cover design, sold it and never quit her job. It was never her intention to quit her job. Mm-hmm. She sells merch. She just does it because she's a creative person, but that doesn't mean she wants to work for herself. She just wanted to express something creatively, but she loves the security of a nine to five. So there is nothing wrong with a nine to five. There is honor and stability in a nine to five. There is a level of stress that you might not experience when you have a paycheck to to work for. And there's also honor in, Doing things your own way. I just say, don't let people shame you for either one. Right. Especially not for having no nine to five. Right. Because, bruh, I had one. I still have worked a nine to five more than I've done this. I've only been completely independent, free of uh, a job for the last, it was 2021, uh, two years. Two two going on, well, the pandemic year didn't really count, but, you know, going on three. Yeah, we, we, but we my, tried to get that year. Yeah, a big portion <laughs> of Kev on stage back in Washington and in all, in, in uh, while I worked at All Def and in Los Angeles, was working a regular job. I shot them videos before I went to work. I went to work and then I came home. And sometimes I shot them on my lunch break, sometimes on my walk to my car, but I was at work and there, <laughs> and there was no shame in, 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 in that part of my life. That allowed Listen. me to save comedy money so that when it was time to go on tour i actually was able to put my own money up that i wouldn't have if i was only living on the stand-up comedy money and not being able to save it can we pause and talk about the power of a lunch break how you can apply for other jobs on your job <laughs> during your lunch you break <laughs> your <other> job. <laughs> Listen, because i'm gonna have my resume on your desktop uh but no brian let's you you ready to uh wrap it up with some culture code questions real quick so we can sure yeah i'm gonna do thing a couple- we we'll do about four All right. and just knock it out. All right. All right. So, Kevin, on stage, Let's I'm go. going to ask you a couple questions, and we're going to start off easy. Um, soul food or Mexican food? Soul food. Wonderful. Okay. Really? Mexican food hasn't, like, been in L.A., you hadn't, like... I love Mexican food, but I would never trade it for soul food. <laughs> <laughs> never, Good ever, one. ever. But it's it's my second favorite food after soul food is Mexican food. Oh, yeah, and okay. that, that's kind of that's yeah. kind of me. I think I'm. I, it's like a, a tie between Mexican and and soul. I just love California Mexican food. Um, all right, here's a good one. It's you know Dave Chappelle or Eddie Murphy stand up. Uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, he has the benefit of being out longer, and his stuff has aged just as well. And I just was he was first to market in my life, so <laughs> there's a nostalgic feel to yeah, Eddie yeah. that I won't. I can't have with Dave because I'm being, you know, raw and delirious much earlier before I saw killing, uh, killing them softly. Yep. Good, good stuff. All right. It was a good one. All right. So you met two big time celebrities, um, Kobe Bryant and Will Smith. What was the biggest joy? Which which one was the greater joy? (laughs) Oh man. I don't want to cop out and say both. I would say they were very different. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I I played basketball a lot growing up, um, mm-hmm. and obviously I I I watched Will Smith growing up. Um, I was very childlike on both days. Kobe, I knew he was coming to the office that day, mm-hmm. so it was more of an anticipation. Will Smith was more of a shock. I was at his office, but he wasn't supposed to be there, and they said he wasn't wow. there. Mm-hmm. And we went into the meeting and we didn't see him. So when we're walking out, we're just like, you know, this was dope, you know, but I'm going home. And mm-hmm. I bumped into him coming out of the break room. And wow. so I was more shocked that day because I didn't expect to see him. And he was eating Fig Newtons. I'll never forget. I was like, hmm, <laughs> Will Smith eats Fig Newtons. Surprising. Yeah. So, but I think I probably looked up to Will Smith longer just because I watched The Fresh Prince before I had known about Kobe. All right. For Kobe was in the NBA, I think. Great answers. R.I.P. Kobe. Um, (laughs) Last question. You're on a raft, and this, I got some big boy. You're on a raft in the middle of the ocean. Uh, And Angel and Joshy fall off. Who are you saving? Angel. (laughs) That was quick. That was quick. Protect black women. Josh is a, he's a, protect black women first. Sorry, Josh. I love Josh. I've known him longer. He's a Mexican man. Angel is a black woman. I got the, I got the, she got kids, man. I got the, she does. She, she got a husband. She's my co host. You know, Joshy, he's the Joshy Cam. Angel be on the screen. I got the, you know, help pay for the funeral. I got to have the income from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Great, 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 great answer. Uh, Josh, want to uh, send us out? Yeah. So, Kev, thanks, man, for coming in the living room and kicking it with us. Um, Appreciate you. Super dope conversation about, ownership and being a boss and all the things and you're going to accept all these flowers we don't care how much you cringe we will we don't care about any <laughs> we, don't I'm care about any, we don't care about any of it I'm um, taking them in. But speaking of we're gonna head on over real fast to our next segment called i am my brother's keeper we're gonna talk about some black men self-care y'all ready ready amen i take that as a yes all right let's, let's for go some reason i thought segment. you were asking the audience and i'm like wait it's just us three. No, really y'all let's go <laughs> let's go <laughs> He said, Amen. All right, folks, we are here at Black Man Self Care, and we still have Kev on stage in the room with us. Uh, so, what we talk about in this segment is what we do as black men to, you know, just, you know, be great. Like, Josh uses Fenty Beauty to, you know, make his sure his skin is glistening and all that kind of good things. Fenty uh, skin. Fenty, Fenty skin. skin. I don't wear makeup, right? <laughs> Fenty skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so. Uh, so, Kev, what are you doing this weekend or what do you plan on doing to take care of your black self? To take care of my black self, my my main self-care is my Nintendo Switch and FIFA. I have a okay. created character. He is mm-hmm. Kevin on stage. Okay. Um, <laughs> currently, he is, he is a striker for Real Madrid. He mm. leads the league in goals and assists. Um. I try to separate myself from the internet, which is my job, um, and even my phone, uh, because I tend to, even if I'm like relaxing and notification notification comes in, I check it. Now I'm scrolling, checking data, checking videos, checking, checking, checking. Uh, I play FIFA and I listen to Tiny Desk music and just for 30 minutes to an hour and a half, I'm just not working. And I try to do that uh, a couple times a week. Um, I read a book called The Power of, oh gosh, I never remember the name of the book. The Power of Energy. No, The Power of, hold on guys. Power of Prayer. The Power of Full Engagement. 
And it talked about in order to be fully present and good, you have to take moments off to break and rest. Ooh, and that mm-hmm. is equally as important as being creative. You guys are creative. You know, um, after a podcast, you can be mentally tired, like physically tired because you mm-hmm. expended yes. creative energy. Yep. So I've shot um, a podcast today, had a couple meetings and shooting this podcast I won't continue to work throughout the night. Now I still have a lot of emails, but I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of spent right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll go home, take it easy, watch TV, wiggle my toes, play FIFA, take a shower and attack it again in the morning. Cause I know, you know, or, or after a couple hours off, you just need, you know, like uh, it talks about in, in the book, even if you're a high functioning athlete, you have to take time to catch your breath. If you're a mm-hmm. weightlifter, you can't lift every single day. You have mm-hmm. to give your muscles right. time to relax and recover. So that's kind of, you know, FIFA is my recovery. I just play my game and I have a good time and I don't think about anything that I have to do. And then when I'm done, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to work. Check my emails, shoot something or whatever. And then I get back to it. Sounds good. Sounds good. I just started doing 2K recently. Um, I sneak out in the middle of the night because Laura there you doesn't go. want me to leave her. Uh, she, you know, for some reason wants me to be asleep <laughs> while she's asleep. Okay. Don't know what that is about, but ask me here or there. Oh, um, my but, God. Uh, yeah, so it makes a lot I, of sense. Trust me, crazy. Um, I, I, I'm trying. I'm doing better. I'm doing better, uh, but I do play 2K. Josh, what do you do? Well, this week for self care, I will likely. Um, it's a haircut week, so I'm going to definitely be doing okay. that, and then from there, probably just find some time to hang out with the family. Um, definitely engage in some pampering. You know what I'm saying? Manicure. Pedicure type of thing. I think I said that last week, but um, there you I'm go. gonna do it again. Do. I'm gonna do it again. Absolutely, there you right? Go. I'm gonna do it again because I deserve all of the things. Um, Self care, <laughs> as Chris would say, right? It's selfish if you don't do it. <laughs> it's selfish if you don't do it. Um, so I will not be selfish. So that is that. I'm gonna take care of myself and just engage in taking care of Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's great. Um, so uh, we're sorry to have to leave this here, but uh, Kev, thank you very much for sticking around with us and being the best guest yeah. in the world. We appreciate you for all that you're doing. We thank you for being an inspiration. Uh, I'm going to call you an icon. Um, we thank God for your life. We do. We do. Um, husband, father. Uh, thank you guys for having things. me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure thank people you. know how to reach you. But if they don't know how to reach you, uh, where should they follow you? What are you doing uh, next? Kev on stage, yes. If you liked anything I said, follow me on social media, Kev on stage, on everything except TikTok. It's Kev on stage TikTok because someone stole Kev on stage before I had a chance to get it. You jerk. <laughs> if I ever find you, I will probably just do nothing but be like, why'd you do that? Um, <laughs> if you believe in the vision, <laughs> get the Kev on stage studios app. We are building uh, content for black people created with black people. Um, sign up for that a couple of months or a year or three years, whatever, uh, and support that. And outside of that, those are the, probably the most important things to me. Follow me on social media and or get the app, and I'll appreciate you forever and ever. And, and don't share that password. Don't share that password. We support black people. Come on, this man. Ain't, this, this ain't Netflix. We support by, we by, by sharing the password, you are literally making it harder to pay a black person. You don't want Listen, to be that guy. You don't, want, you don't want to take food out of uh, JoJo and Zay's mouth. No. That's, the, that's what you're doing when you share the password. That's you take your food doing. out of kids' mouth. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. <laughs> now they're starving. Right. And you ain't going to hell. You know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to hell. And you're going to hell. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we appreciate y'all. Josh, you ready to go over to the P.O. Box? Let's do it. 
All righty. Right, we are here at the P.O. Box, and Joshua, I think we have something in there. Ah, uh, well, that's dope. But before you get started, I just want to remind the people, as always, you can submit to the P.O. Box by ask writing in to ask the jigsaw at gmail.com, and we will be sure to give you a pseudonym. We will uh, read your letter out loud here on the show, and we will give you the best that we giving you the best that I got, I got. baby. She told us not to stream. She didn't say we can sing it. <laughs> Did she get her, her masters back yet? I don't think she has. So I feel like we would have heard about my it. My house been dirty ever since. My house been dirty ever since. <laughs> well, no, I've been listening to Al Green. So. Uh, and Mary Jane and and and, and Prince. Um, Ooh, child. But anyway, you can write in to actionjigsaw at gmail.com <laughs> and we'll be sure to read your listener letter out loud um, if we get the opportunity. Brian, who do we have? What do we have? We what? <laughs> Oh, we have someone in there. <laughs> I don't know why that took me out. What, 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 what did it do to you? <laughs> I have no go. clue. Go. I have no clue. Oh my god! What an episode! What a show! Um, pronouns. Okay, because mm-hmm. we do believe in honoring pronouns. Okay, we do. She, she, her, her. Oh man! Oh, let's finish. A- let's finish April with a strong, a good, old, good, old, strong, a strong, name. a good, strong black woman name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I got you. You want a first, middle, last, or just a first and last? Or... Give, give me whatever you got. Okay, whatever I got. Giving you the best that I got, baby. Love me. Truly, I think there's two different songs, but still. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. From a given to it, three hundred five days a week. Yeah, and got to sing for love. Ooh, all I wanna do, share my life with you. Okay, Gertrude. Gertrude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Gertrude and Benjamin. Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> and Benjamin. Oh, that's a strong black Gertrude. 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 Gertie. Gertie Benjamin. <laughs> Gertie Benjamin. You know, Gertie Benjamin down the street. You know, she you done passed. Benjamin, uh-huh. The Benjamins down there. The Benjamins. Gertie, you know, uh-huh. you know Gertie, Gertie done passed. You know, Gertie, Gertie, Gertie done husband's name was Leroy Benjamin. <laughs> they the Benjamins. <laughs> they the Benjamins. Uh-huh. You know, well, he, he done passed a couple years ago. You know, he had the gout and, you know, all the yeah, hypertension the and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And he worked down at the at the mill, you know, for he all did. these years. He did. And the thing that took him, he tripped over the flower bed and died checking the mill. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Gertie. Oh, but Gertie. Gertie's here. She's a, she's a, she's a widow. She's a Gertie widow. Mm-hmm. She's a widow. She's so a widow. Gertie's, what is Gertie? Let me see what Gertie said. Gertie said, hey, good people. Hey. Love the show, but I am in a dilemma. I heard Josh in the OG days of the podcast talk about worth in terms of job and career. Okay. During that time, I was in, I was all in the amen corner, but now I have mad anxiety about the topic. I'm in a space where I'm interviewing for new roles. Each time I get asked about my salary requirements, I get stuck. It's like I know what I want to make, but I don't want to turn anyone off with a high number. My current salary is cool, but I desire more. Is this selfish? Should I, should I take whatever is offered, or should I lay out what I want and just accept it is what it should? I, should I lay out what I want and just accept it for what it is? 
Love you guys. Thanks you in advance. Gertrude and and Benjamin. Benjamin, wife of Leroy. Life, wife of Leroy, mother of Gertrude's Benjamin. Because you know she, <laughs> you know she had the kind of name of <laughs> similar. But and Leroy it, Jr. Is it Leroy or Leroy? Is it, how it's fancy Le- are that? No, no, it's Leroy, and it's probably spelled L E E capital R O Y. Right, Leroy. <laughs> and you know, I don't think Leroy worked at the mill. I think he's a more me- Leroy is a mechanic name. Leroy is a mechanic. Yeah, he wore that it shirt. It was missing that side tooth. <laughs> It had a gold cap on the other side. That was Leroy. <laughs> he wore it on them shirts that had his name on it. That said Leroy. It's a, it's yeah, a green outfit. Yeah, he ate smoked sausage boots. every morning for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> smoked sausage and rice. <laughs> he carried one of them old-fashioned lunch pails. <laughs> yeah, Deacon Shorts. <laughs> yeah. And he had all them little uh, little Rice Krispie things on the back of his neck. <laughs> yeah, ingrown hairs on the back of his neck. <laughs> and Gertrude Wig was always crooked. She had lipstick on the teeth. <laughs> And Gertrude wore black ties and white white shoes on first Sundays. And she always had a slip that's about an inch too long than her dress. And she smoked a pack of Newport that night, but she ain't tell nobody. She Gertrude was sanctified. She was sanctified. And Leroy was chewing that snuff and spinning in the old Folgers coffee can. Oh, but Leroy had a girlfriend about a mile down the road. <laughs> down the road. And her name was Bethany. <laughs> Bethany Louise. And, and another son named Leroy that was born a month after Leroy Jr. He was Leroy II. Uh-huh. They went to the same high school. They went to the same high school. And they just they was in the same class, didn't know they was each other. Because he the, the bastard child had his mama name. <laughs> That's why he was the second. <laughs> oh, gosh. Brian, answer this woman question. Ooh, what a show. All right. All right, so what are the questions? We'll go back to the questions. The question is something about question is, what she worth and <clears throat> she accepts. Um, should I pretty much go out there and say what I want? Is this being selfish? Should I take what's offered? Should I lay out what I want and just accept it is accept it for what it is? Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um, I mean, I can go first. It's quick. Ask her what you want. Exactly. Because exactly. if they can afford you, they can afford you. I saw somebody post on Instagram, not Instagram, LinkedIn. And it was really a post to employers saying, mm-hmm. "Stop! You will never attract eighty thousand dollar employees with forty thousand mm-hmm. dollar jobs." No. So, and the, what the post is really encouraging was like, "Stop being so secretive about the salary requirements." All right, just say what it say is. Say what it is up front, mm-hmm. and it'll save a. It'll save both of us some time because yep. yep. if it's something that I don't want, I won't apply. Yep. And you don't have to worry about asking the dumb question, what are your minimum salary requirements? Just say what your range is. Right. I'm paying 55 to 65 based on experience. And then I can go in and, you know, negotiate whatever their range is, mm-hmm. I think is fair. Or tell me it's 85 to 100 or 100 to 150, whatever it is. Right. Just say that up front and it'll save everybody time. But in your particular um, case, Gertie, you just need to go in there. When you have these conversations, be firm and say, you know, I'm just going to throw out a number, you know, hypothetically say my minimum salary is 75, but my sweet spot mm-hmm. is about 82. Mm-hmm. And just let the and let it fall because either they're going to say, oh, that's a little bit too much or they're going to play it cool and be like, OK, cool. And then if you don't get a call back and, you know, your experience, likely it was too high. But what I don't want you to do is get into a space where you feel overworked mm-hmm. and underpaid. So right. um, lose that anxiety. And go ahead and ask for what you think you're worth because you deserve, sis. You deserve. 
And I 100% agree. Like anytime I've ever applied for a job, and I've applied for jobs, I mean, my job is, is, is treating me well, but I've always put in what I really wanted. Like if they don't have the salary out there, they, they're asking you on the application, what do you want? What is your desired yep. salary? And I'm going to put in my desired salary. And if it's too much, it's too much. Um, but then, like, you know, it's kind of like getting into a relationship and you accepted certain things and then you get in a relationship you're upset because you said yes to certain things you shouldn't have said yes to. So if you're accepting a salary that you don't want, just to have a job, then it's, you're just going to be upset with it. So right. say what you want, and, and the worst thing they can do is say no, and just keep applying and keep going after what you want, and that's it. Because the door going to open, sis. Mm-hmm. We believe God. We, we believe God. I depend on God. We believe God. I depend God. on God. But what she needs to do is do what the, the preacher said and, and have a, what's your relationship with God? What'd you say? Get close, get a, get get a close to God. Vein. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get a close, and hope in your vein. You would never mm-hmm. get anywhere smoking a pipe. Never. <laughs> that should be your new closeout. Want to get your out. lesson? I want to be smart in school. <laughs> let me let me save it for the end. Okay, but Gerd, I hope we help. Uh, <laughs> I hope we help. I hope that was um, you know, I don't know that we helped at all. But what what know. we're what we're saying is, you deserve the things you deserve. You and deserve don't play. It. Yeah. <laughs> and don't play, don't play yourself because you uh you think you may run somebody away. If you run somebody away with that number, then that means that's not where you're supposed to be. Yep. And you're clearly in the job market because you want more, you desire more. So don't don't settle for lateral moves if you want if you're moving for more, right? Mm-hmm. So do that. And then you could possibly leverage that to get a raise at your current job, depending on how they feel about you. If they like you, if you're right. doing good work and they listen, you know, and they know Instagram all day. Um <laughs> But that's neither here nor there. That's but neither here nor there. Thank you for writing again. And as always, you. you all can write in too by going mm-hmm. to jigsaw at gmail.com and we will read your letters out loud. Brian, we you will. ready to um, wrap up the show? I am ready. Let's do that. Um, yeah. So let's do go. I just, let's have go a greater conversation? Greater conversation, yeah. Let's do it. All right, we are here at a greater conversation where we get things off of our chest. So, Joshua, do you have something that you need to get off your chest this week? Yeah, so I was, you know, minding my own African-American business on Instagram, as I typically do. And I came across across a page from Derek. I um, can't remember his last name right now. He's the president of the NAACP. Okay. And he reposted a video of um, Tucker Carlson. A Fox News, Fox News correspondent. And Tucker Carlson was um, ranting and raving um, in all of his ignorance of saying that masks are now a sign of disobedience. That's literally the headline of the video. And he was asserting that the CDC said that fully vaccinated people do not have to wear masks if they didn't want to outside. Sir, that is not a sign of disobedience. That is a sign of preference. For many people, wearing a mask is an allergy thing. Do you not know what pollen does to people who have allergies within the spring? Mm-hmm. On another side mm-hmm. of that, although we are outside, if you live in very concentrated and um, heavily populated areas like a New York City or maybe even in Los Angeles, California, or even in like, you know, you're riding public transit and you're walking from one train to the next. You know how many people are in the area who have not been vaccinated, who are not taking the same level of precautions as I am? You know what I'm saying? So I want to wear this mask to protect myself. Furthermore, you said that it is child abuse to have your child wearing a mask. And if you saw somebody's child with their mask on, 
that you should call the po- the people. I dare any one of you Caucasian people to first of all walk up to me, but especially my child, and assert uh-huh. that I am abusing them because they have on a mask. Mm-hmm. I will punch you in your throat on sight. Beat the brakes off of you. I ain't caring about no consequences. We going at it, and if that my disobedience will be breaking the law because I am going in for manslaughter. I am destroying you for coming in my face telling me what I should not be doing because I choose to wear a mask. My mask is not bothering you. If you don't want to wear it, bro, don't wear yours. If you want to go to the restaurant without a mask on, then that's your business. But it is not your business mm-hmm. to be in my business about what I am doing to preserve myself and maintain my health, My, you know, my health. And exactly. all the things, you know what I'm saying? So I want you to mind your Caucasian business. Worry about you, your flat booty, no lip having wife. Ooh, Worry about ooh. those pale kids. Worry about ooh. that that network that is paying you to be racist. Worry about the hell you may lift your eyes into because you dishonor humanity. Worry about those things before you come over here talking about what mask I'm not wearing or what mm-hmm. I'm doing with my children. Do your children even love you? Does your wife even ooh. love you? Let's ooh. talk about those things. Worry about the things. Worry about, is she satisfied? Maybe you penis is too small you need to be worried about the things that matter the most because what does not matter is what i am doing to protect myself and to keep myself healthy and make sure that my children are not infected by idiots and fools like you who discard science for the sake of thinking that these are some type of conspiracy sir you are a conspiracy what you're saying is egregious you should be fired well because fox news likes this type of foolishness they're going to keep you on they're going to keep giving you a platform and Mm -hmm. all of the foolish people black white asian or indifferent who agree with this foolishness y'all can go somewhere that i don't want to go either and i hope that listen hope that all y'all stub y'all toe for the rest of your life every morning because of the (laughs) ignorance that you've put out there in the earth and that Mm -hmm. is the greater conversation because it's just dumb and it is just super irresponsible for you to use a platform to talk in that manner sir tucker tuck tucker we ain't here for it and i'm done Brian, you got anything? I don't. That was actually enough uh, to be said. I think that was actually great because I felt the same way. I saw that clip too, and I would beat the brakes off somebody that came to me or talked to my child about anything regarding me and mine. Uh, so talk about to get some people knocked out. So go right ahead. Run up on some people. Get knocked out like your mama used to. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, but that's it. I think that's another episode of the podcast. Thank you to our yeah, special and guest. since there has been... Oh, Yeah. Thank you to Kev. We thank you so much, Mr. Fredericks, <laughs> Mr. for being on the show. We sure and appreciate you. We do appreciate you. Yeah, we sure and appreciate for coming through. And um, thank you again to all the listeners who have supported us, who have liked, shared, commented, gave us five stars, all the things that Brian is going to tell you about. But we want to appreciate you so much because you did we not do. have to do it, but you did. But and you did. Um, oof. My God. The the windy the wind the holy ghost. That's how you know you feel it when you just breathe out for a long time. You just let it go. Be like, that's the wind of the holy ghost. That's what it is. But no, we thank all of y'all for listening. For real, for real. This is episode forty six. We are four episodes from fifty. We are a one year old. We're gonna be fifty episodes in. Midlife crisis. Listen, at one we you know we just now started crawl. We got a couple of teeth coming into our mouth. We are we a whole little taller out here. 
trying to do trying to do the things, Brian. We in that 12 to 24 month, you know, clothing oh, yeah. size, you know, still wearing that, you know what I'm saying, that um that distressed Nike from TJ Maxx cuz mm-hmm. our mom and dad ain't paying real Nike prices so we can no, we sir. getting the crooked Nike sign on the front of our shirts to <laughs> shopping to TJ Maxx. But no, uh seriously, thank y'all for supporting the rock with us. Definitely. We um Hopefully we can do something real special for y'all for one year. But me and Brian will be back to talk about that um, whenever we're ready to announce it. Um, Brian, anything else you want to tell the people? Let them know. Same thing. I will tell them all every week. Uh, make sure you rate us, subscribe, share, and talk a friend. Tell them about the podcast. If you like it, if you love it, let somebody know about it. Um, five stars only. If you don't give us five stars, don't give us anything at all. I'll make sure you leave comments. Uh, like the post. Share the post. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, put it on your on your on your different places. Put Tell it the there. People to listen to it. Share do it. it. Mm-hmm. Do it. You know, if you you know, if you get your vagina shaved, you know, and <laughs> do it to do it to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, if you get your vagina shaved, do it unto the glory of God. <laughs> you know, just listen to the podcast while you get your vagina shaved. You know, yeah, Hezekiah Walker said, "One, it make you clean inside. He'll make you clean on the outside too. On the outside too." <laughs> um. Uh, oh, follow us on all the things. Uh, follow us. Website, the mm-hmm. Uh do uh, Not YouTube. Um, I'm speaking into existence, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> if y'all want to see some YouTube, let us know. Let us um, know. We cute. We are. We are attractive. <laughs> we, we're something, aren't we? Yeah. We're Baby, something, you look we? good. You look handsome. Ah. Ah. <laughs> um, what am I saying? Um, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, the Jigsaw Podcast. Uh, I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. Um, and I think that's it. Before we leave out, Joshua, please tell the people what they need to do. Sure, I got it right here. Get go about your brain and hope in your brain. You'll never get nowhere smoking the pipe. Never. You want to get your lesson? I want to be smart in school. Get rid of the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get a close to God. Find your church to go to. And that has been the episode. That's been a wrap. I love y'all. I ain't going to even close out. Just don't get caught with your work undone. We see y'all next week. Bye. Love y'all. <laughs>